that, uh, hold on a second. All right, how you doing, Eric? Yeah, this kind of does like have a, uh, this method of doing this does have kind of a funny sound to it for sure. Okay. I wonder if it would make any difference to maybe start doing Zoom or something. Hmm. I don't know. It could be just yeah. the mic I'm using too. Uh, just because I'm using the mic on my webcam. Uh, right. Because I can't get the other mic to work. Uh, oh, I see. For some reason, uh, it could be because it's it's uh, more of a uh, well, it's a sure like fifty nine or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's uh, maybe that's not really meant to be uh, for <laughs> this kind of recording. Because like, I always see like. All the uh, all the podcasters that I see like pictures of, they always have like the snowball mics and like different mics yeah. than that. So I just figured like a big condenser mic or something. Yeah, like a big condenser mic. I just figured yeah. this is good enough for now. Uh, if anything, yeah. it's, it's lo-fi podcasting. <laughs> right. There you go. So you know we can. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll get used to it. When I talk, it it kind of echoes. Yeah. I can sort of hear myself. And it kind of cuts into what you're saying a little. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to keep that in mind and not talk over you the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. Hi, uh, I'm Dan. Cool. Oh, hi, I'm Eric. <laughs> and this is the Accelerative Thrust Podcast. I guess that's that we're just going to kind of go with my old name, right? Yeah. That's good. kind of the deal. Oh, hey, uh, by the way, I have a... On the transistor website, which I'll send you, I'll send you the link over, uh, Eric. Okay. Uh, I actually um, took like a uh, Corey Peak did the art to my channel and the uh -huh. podcast, and uh, there was a uh, one piece that he sent me that was just the logo, and I thought, well, okay, this could actually work for right now and if we want to change cool. it later we could do it and what i did was i uh, just uh used uh, microsoft paint and i put with dan and eric at the bottom <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh you know or well, whatever i love Corey's stuff so yeah I'm he's, sure i like it i mean Corey is uh cory is an, an exceptional artist yeah. uh and uh His stuff is so fun it is it's it's really fun always has been but um he was the first person that I remember doing cassette labels, uh, a cassette label. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess him and Sean Reed actually uh, from uh, Night People. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, right. Corey was the only, the first, and uh, fact, I think the only one from Muscatine <laughs> living in Muscatine doing that. Right. I would I would think that's probably accurate. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been part of the scene in, I don't know, 50 years or so, but, um, <laughs> 50, yeah, <laughs> he's the only geez, person I can think you, of. You aged very rapidly, <laughs> like, since the last couple of weeks that we've talked. <laughs> you know, actually, I do, I do feel like that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand. It's been about 20 years since last week, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, Corey, people like Corey are, are like, uh, 
really, really like, you know, he, he's a few years younger than I am. And uh, mm-hmm. it's weird to me, um, or even like members of my, of my band Abnormal Man, like Jeff, mm-hmm. the drummer, he's, uh, well, you know, Jeff, Jeff Carl. Uh, he's, yeah. he's yeah. Um, I think he's like 30 now. Or maybe maybe okay. thirty one or thirty two, and then Luke, mm-hmm. the guitarist, he's the youngest one. He was like twenty eight, or he's probably like twenty eight, twenty nine, or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's funny because every time I see him, I'm like, "Well, you're like twenty two or something, right?" Like, yeah. yeah, like he he stays the same age in my mind from the first right. time I met him, where I'm just like, "Oh, you're you're just twenty two." It's like. Oh, when did you turn older than the first time I met you? <laughs> you know, it's weird how that happened. It is. It's it's. But no, I mean, literally everyone that I know from Muscatine is a kid to me still. Sure. So, I don't know, including you. I mean, I still think of you as like super young compared to me, which is accurate. Yeah. Also, well, like, I mean, I don't think about you. Like aging along with me. If sure, that makes any sense. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that would be the same because the age gap between me and you it would be about the same as like the age gap between like me and Jeff, gotcha. or, or me and yeah. Corey. You know, yeah, actually, that mm-hmm. totally makes one hundred percent sense. Um, <laughs> so anyway, for all of you people out there that are listening. Uh, <laughs> Just to clear things up, Eric is now my co-host, and so the name of the uh, and I probably should have clarified that on the Milk Sprite episode, uh, but um, the uh, <laughs> uh, it's now going to be called Accelerative Thrust with Dan and Eric. That's the name of the podcast. It's a new name, uh, not not quite a new year, but might as well be, you know. Uh, we're all yeah, hope- as close as we've ever been. <laughs> we're hoping it's a new year. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the only thing that we're thinking of. But uh, what are we going to talk about today, Eric? Oh, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, it's it's been sort of a a rough couple weeks for me. Not to get all TMI or personal or whatever, but yeah, COVID has sort of made its uh, way through my whole family so there's people in various stages of um recovery and things like that so it's just been a pretty stressful but um you know i guess i'm not the only one going through it i mean literally millions of people are so it's like it's it's just it's kind of hard to uh i don't know it's kind of hard to just get through the week sometimes you know but uh, like i said everyone a lot of people maybe not everyone can relate right now so yeah that's about all that's been on my mind so um that and i've been trying to record some stuff uh for peanut ricky over the internet mm-hmm. which is hard but uh yeah that's pretty much it other than that uh, i've been watching british baking show and we got a new cat, and that is about it. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's adorable. I always like new cats. Yeah. They're always... Oh, yeah. New cats are always the best. Um, yeah. It just makes your life feel so fulfilled when you get a cat. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, 
our cat passed away like two years ago. We had her spooky was her name. She was around for like 15 years basically. And, uh, so we waited a couple years, you know, we didn't want to rebound cat, you know? So, <laughs> but now we got one and it's, uh, it is awesome. Absolutely. How was your Thanksgiving? It was all uh, weird, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Marshalltown uh, for my wife's family, and we sat in the garage and didn't eat and wore masks and for a few hours. <laughs> Wait, you guys, you guys, <laughs> that was about it. You guys didn't eat. No, I mean uh, we had maybe some cookies or whatever. We didn't have a meal oh, okay. or anything. Sure. So, yeah. And then at home, we just made all of our favorites, and so we had a Thanksgiving here. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, what'd okay. you do? Uh, we went yeah. to my niece's house in Wilton, Iowa, um, mm-hmm. and she just ordered rather than cooking because I don't know the CDC guidelines are so wonky. It seems like about what exactly we're supposed to do. Technically, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, according to some stuff that I've heard, we're you're not really supposed to go anywhere. Uh, But uh, Mm -hmm. we went there and she, um, I guess like it was also recommended not to cook your own meal if you are going to have like a meal. And so, or at least uh, that's what I heard. But uh, she ordered uh, food from Hy-Vee and had it catered in. And so we ate that. Didn't stay too long. Wore masks as well. Um, you know, social distance, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it, there wasn't a lot of people there, so it wasn't, it -hmm. was just me, my dad and my niece and my niece's boyfriend and their daughter. Um, and, uh, it was a good time. It was definitely weird though, cause, uh, we didn't have the, uh, uh, big Thanksgiving celebration with the whole family that we always do. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, that's actually what she does anyway uh, every year is um, she orders, she usually has it catered from Hy-Vee, which I suppose is a lot easier than cooking, cooking dinner yourself. Uh, did yeah. I say, did I say harder or easier? Easier. <laughs> I think you said easier. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, either way. Um, I, uh, yeah. Easier. I don't know. Sometimes it's harder. I once picked up some ham from my parents at Ivy and it spilled in the back of my car and my car smelled like ham for the rest of its life. (laughs) Oh man. You know, it's, and and the thing is, is ham is, ham is a really, really good smell until it's, until it's your car smell for the rest of its life. (laughs) Then then you get sick of it. It's kind of like that, kind of like that whole um, thing about, I don't know, like I, I suppose if I uh, worked at Heinz, which actually Jeff, mm-hmm. drummer of Abnormal Man, did for like seven years, I would hate ketchup as mm. much as he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ketchup, I think, is an easy thing to, to hate. Like, if you think about it for just like five seconds, it's <laughs> yeah. like really gross. But then every once in a while, it's like, oh, man, I really want some ketchup with my French fries. Or if you're disgusting like me. Some regular old Kraft macaroni and cheese, a little bit of ketchup in there, phenomenal. Ah, see now I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do the the macaroni and cheese, but uh, definitely the French fries once in a while. Um, yeah. Lately though, I've been uh, opening up 
myself to different condiments. Like I really, for fries, I actually uh, like honey mustard quite a bit. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you ever just do straight mayo? Not, not with fries. No. Mayonnaise. Yeah, I, I, I don't so. like, the only thing I like Miracle Whip on is a BLT. That's it. Um, <laughs> if, I just realized I feel like this podcast is just about food. About food. Well, this last time it was about milk Which is Sprite. okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I no. Like food, yeah, so. I, I love food. Uh, last time it was about drinks, you know, like, yeah. like milk Sprite. Which, by the way... I feel like milk Sprite could be classified as sort of a food. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's, it's as some, far as drinks go... It's something you put food. in your body when you're... It's one of those things you put in, the, put in your body when you're not thinking about the consequences of doing so. <laughs> you know, like, like there's, there's a right. reason you're drinking milk Sprite, and it's not health. It's not health at have you, all. Have you still been drinking it quite a bit? No, or? no, I actually hate it now. I can't stand it. Oh, it's uh, burned out. I, I completely, I changed my mind on it, just like I did Nickelback, apparently. Uh, but um, oh, here comes here comes Dan, that old milk sprite burnout. Yeah, the milk sprite burnout. Nickelback. The thing is, guys, this is what I'm gonna say. If you're gonna drink milk sprite, don't do it. Like I just, I recommend against it. Like at this yeah. point. At this point in my life, about a month ago, it was an incredible discovery. Um, and I think I just overdid it. Like, honestly, it was like yeah. every single thing that I was drinking was Milk Sprite for probably a good two weeks. It was a very, very dark moment in my life uh, that I don't really want to talk about any further at this point. So you would, you would straight up drink it to quench your thirst. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, quench everything. Uh, my thirst, my, uh. I guess I thought I was doing it for my health. Maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, wow. no, no, but, uh, I did drink it. <laughs> I drank it more than anybody who just turned 40 should. Um, you know, I mean, like for at least two yeah. weeks, it just, it, it was such an, inc I don't know, man. It's one of those things. I'm easily entertained sometimes, Eric. Yeah. You know? I get that. And I was just like, wow, this thing is actually better than I thought it was going to be. And then I was like, I don't know. I had like nostalgic memories that didn't exist where I was like, oh man, like, you know, I guess those like advertisements from the fifties I was talking about. You know, uh, yeah. like it brought back nostalgic memories that never happened for me. Like, and I just like in your DNA. <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like I had catching up to do with like my memories <laughs> or something like, God, where's this milk Sprite thing been all my life? And then it's like, and then I realized that it just, it really shouldn't even be uh, a thing. Like yeah. after about two weeks, uh, you know, I was really, really interested in it for about two weeks, and I was telling people about it. You weren't the only one, Eric. I mean, I was even telling my dad about it and my, like, niece, and, like, on Thanksgiving, and they, they were just looking at me like I was crazy. Like, you know, my dad's like... You got, like, vanity, vanity plates on your car? <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad, my dad was like, uh, I was born in the 50s, and I don't remember anything about milk spray. <laughs> you know, like... And I was like, well, it, it existed. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is look at the internet, <laughs> you know? So, it's there. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, the other thing that um, I, uh, 
<clears throat> discovered this week, actually. Um, well, for, I guess before I move on to um, what I was going to say here, uh, just a quick um, yeah. quick thing. You were talking about the COVID situation, not to go back into something that is truly dark and depressing. Um, yeah. I've, you were, you know, you were talking about how it's, uh, it's um, affected pretty much your whole family at this point. Um, uh-huh. I will say that it's, it, it, this is the first time since the pandemic basically started. Well, not basically since it started in, I, I guess at this point it's like mm-hmm. what, February, March, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, the, the past month, I've known at least five people that have tested positive for it. And oh, yeah. so that's like the first time. And I might've said that in, in the milk Sprite episode. I don't remember, but, um, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's definitely gotten bad. So, um, yeah, you know, for it, sure. everybody out there who's listening, uh, just, you know, be smart, man, be, you know, uh, be safe because, you know, right now, well, not at any time, but, particularly now it's 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 no joke i mean it's it's crazy for yeah. sure it, it's i think at this point i think it's probably harder to avoid it than, than anything else like before i think it was like well if you just do these things then you'll probably avoid it and you'll be okay but now it's like you really have to be really diligent like yes Yes. I guess I'm just saying it feels like it's easier to get it now than before. And maybe that's because of where we are, you know? Maybe that's this is how it felt in New York a couple months ago or, you know, half a year ago or whatever. Like, it's made its way into every little nook and cranny now, you know? Like, even including small-town Iowa. It's like, it's at Walmart right now. Yes. I guarantee you. Yes. Like, don't go there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Someone else there has it. I know it for a fact. So, well, and it didn't used to be that way. It's like, it didn't see it feel so prevalent, you know? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and I mean, the other thing is, is that I know that like with Muscatine anyway, um, I'm sure it's a different story in Iowa City where you're at. But in Muscatine, uh, basically in May, when the governor just said, yeah, open back up, Muscatine mm-hmm. just literally went back to just acting like nothing ever happened, like for two months. I mean, it was like you go to Muscatine, wow. it was literally like nobody's wearing a mask except for at the one store that required it, which was Menards. Um, right. And then uh, it, you know, all these places had, you know, all the restaurants opened back up. Um, people were, you know, going in without masks. Uh, even, even I, uh, got a little careless. I mean, it's easy to like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're kind of seeing everybody else out and about and our numbers were actually really good over the summer. I can't explain Mm -hmm. it, but like, for a good week, we actually had zero cases and zero deaths. Wow. Like, in, like, July. It was the weirdest thing, Eric, um, because I was hmm. following Maybe everybody. it was a school thing, you know? It very well maybe could be. Maybe part it, of it, maybe. It, it very well could be, but I even got really mm-hmm. lax about, like, yeah. you know, going out. Um, I had a mask with me, and if I went in, 
if I went if I go into a store um, now, I always make sure to put mm-hmm. one on. At the time, that was the only time that I would really wear a mask. I have to admit that. Um, right. You know, but if I was just out and about driving or whatever, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I I wouldn't like. But now, if yeah. I if I get out and get out of my van. You know what I mean? I make sure right. that the mask is on at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, yeah, sure. it's unfortunate like that you're, um, you know what I mean? Your surroundings can influence you into kind of thinking that maybe something, you know, like, like, well, okay, maybe this isn't, not that I was downplaying it, but, you know, like our numbers uh, not being high, uh, it kind of just made me become lax. I hate admitting oh, that, for sure. but it's true. It's, well, you know what I mean? The thing is, though, it's just like with anything, is your worldview is dictated by your experience. Yes. You know? And so it's like, it's like when you grow up in a pretty racist town, like, um, so, you know, like some people we know, mm-hmm. uh, and then you go somewhere else, you leave the town for a little bit, you meet new people, you meet people from other races, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe that's not the way it is. Yeah. Kind of the same yeah. way. It's like once you're exposed to this world outside of, you know, this small little window, you start to realize things aren't necessarily that way. And I think that's kind of the same way. If you look around and everyone's okay, but they're not really worried about it and they're not wearing masks and stuff you're just gonna think well that's just the way it is we're all right and you know in reality it's like no that's not right at all (laughs) maybe that was a long-winded analogy but it's like i just think that your worldview is dictated by your experience you know no i think that that's i think that's actually a very a very interesting uh that that's that's a great way to explain it actually you know it it also um kind of made me realize i've always kind of said this you know because right now i actually i live in Nichols, which is a very Mm -hmm. very small town between iowa city and muscatine and i've Mm -hmm. always said it's amazing to me how Nichols is just this it's literally like a blink if you miss it type town you know Mm -hmm. and um it's amazing that just literally like 20 miles down the road is this place. If you really think about it, um, that is, couldn't be any more culturally different than like Nichols, Mm -hmm. Iowa, you know, and that's Iowa city. It's, it's amazing when you think about like, I mean, Mr. Bungle and Ween have played in Iowa city, you know, like there's a good chance that they've gone through Nichols. You know, like on their way. <laughs> For sure. I mean, you just, you never know. And it, it's just amazing that it, it really shows you just how small and big the world is at the same time, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing is, I kind of feel like in my experience in Iowa, I would guess. And I don't have any proof of this. I've only been to Nichols auction five times when I was under the age of 12. So <laughs> yeah. my experience there is not, you know, a lot. But 
I kind of feel like small town Iowa, and especially rural Iowa. I have a hard time with that word, rural Iowa. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like those people aren't as overtly racist or bigoted or closed-minded. I don't even think it's more, like, hidden. I think, like, in my experience, like I said, people in the country, they just don't give a shit. They're just like, I'm going to live my life. You live your life. I guess if, you know, I need help getting a truck out of a ditch, I'll ask you. But otherwise, I don't give a shit uh, what yeah, people do. I th- and maybe that's not accurate, but it's like once you get into the at the, the towns of twenty to 30,000, then it feels like, oh, man, all these people are just super close-minded. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Maybe the, that's not right. But. Well, I think I think definitely um, I would agree with you, at least in small town Iowa, where mm-hmm. I'm around, because you got to think most of the people that live in places like Nichols, my dad, you know, who mm-hmm. currently I'm living with, um, I mean, he chose to to live out here because he just wanted to kind of exactly the reason that you just described he kind of wanted to get away from people, but not because he's mm-hmm. antisocial, but because he just doesn't want any part of like in town living, you know, like right. he, he wants to live his life. He wants to be left alone. And mm-hmm. it's, I think that you're, I think you're right. I think that, um, there's kind of this, um, almost like, uh, there's uh, a bunch of people that want to believe that small town Iowa's comprised of all these uh, racist people. Um, right. But I think, yeah, when you it's you start seeing the real problems, the real issues when you start going to places like Muscatine or Clinton or something like that, where they're small right. towns, but they're not they're not they're not super small towns. They're Actually, I guess small cities is what you want to call right. them. Uh, and the other the other part of that might be that in Nichols, maybe it's generally, and, and I'm just guessing. I don't want anyone to think I'm being a dick here or anything, but I'm guessing that the it's not that diverse of a population. <laughs> no, I mean you know what I mean. And so, like when confronted with it, even on a small scale like Muscatine, uh, I think maybe. That's why it's a little more overt, too. I mean, there's so many different things that come into play. And, like, I mean, even just uh, the class element of, of it all, if you have the same people vying for the same jobs, you know, then they start to pick each other apart. And it could be racist, it could be classist, it could be sexist, but they're kind of pitted against each other because they're all trying to get the same positions. You know, right. And so like, there's just so many different things that go into it. And it's like, when I was there, you know, I was just like, part of it. I mean, I felt like everyone was just like, kind of racist. I don't know. And then I left and I was just like, Oh, shit, that's not right at all. <laughs> like, you know, that's not the right way to be. It's just like, accept it and uh, just live with it. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard because, you know, I left Muscatine, I was fairly young, 20, and I feel like, uh, I don't know how to say it, I, I feel like a traitor 
in a lot of ways, and I, I still sort of feel like that, like I like abandoned everyone I knew and like everything like that, which is a weird feeling to have. But at the same time, at a certain point, I was just like, uh, I don't think this is the right place for me anymore. And so I jetted. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I hate Muscatine or I think I'm smart or cool, so I live in Iowa City. You know, because <laughs> it kind of has that feel to it. I think Iowa City to a lot of people is like, oh, geez, you know, big eye roll. And it's like, well, I think I just fit in better. I don't know. <laughs> it's not that I think I'm cool or anything. It's just, you know, sometimes you feel like you fit in better somewhere else. Well, so. I, I think you're cool, Eric. <laughs> so, um, well, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it a secret. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, that's that's interesting. Um, I mean, I I think most everybody who I who I know from Muscatine that has left has basically has that kind of relationship with it, where they're just like, if they haven't come back, there's a lot of people that leave Muscatine, and yeah. then they end up coming back for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know, like the people that I know, my sister is one of them. She moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm back in 2003 um mm-hmm. and uh uh she says that she'll never come back she she doesn't see herself ever coming back to iowa um yeah and uh i think that's kind of that's always the reason that people you know who say well i left muscatine that that's a common reason i think they just kind of decided that muscatine just wasn't right for them for whatever reason it's not a good or a bad thing it's just it's what it is but then then you got people like me who i've lived i've kind of come and gone you know i lived in cedar Mm -hmm. rapids for a while which i don't recommend Mm -hmm. to anybody um (laughs) and uh you know i've lived uh well in Nichols. (laughs) i left i guess Mm -hmm. i left muscatine when i was 16 i decided uh right it's not the right place for me. Well, my family decided it wasn't the right place for them anymore, but Nichols was. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, the uh, earlier I mentioned um, Mr. Bungle and Ween. Yes. Uh, and uh, I know that you, you liked my Instagram post of uh, I'm, currently doing a delivery job uh doordash uh-huh. um yeah. and uh i've been listening to the ween discography in my van right. all week the entire discography i have right. all of their albums um i didn't even realize i had all their albums uh <laughs> honestly like i just i was like wow i have all of their well i don't have shinola volume one which is like that's kind of like the incesticide of Ween. Uh, uh, the B-Sides album. Are you familiar with that one? No. Uh, no, I'm not. B-Sides from, um, I think, Quebec. The Quebec okay. album or whatever. But anyway. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was just going to say, um, I came to the conclusion that Ween is the best band that's ever existed. Anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> we might have to come back to that but um no i have a definite uh kind of just a cutoff with ween 
it's a kind of a soft cut off. It's like the mollusk I love to death. I think we've talked about that. And then I think white pepper was next, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep, white pepper. And I listened to that probably, you know, a dozen times. Yeah. And then I think it was Quebec after yep. that, is that right? Yep, that is correct. And so I probably only heard that maybe two or three times. Okay. And so pretty much anything after that, definitely I haven't heard. And those I'm not very familiar with either. Okay, so... But, uh, they might be the best band in the world. I mean, you might be right on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, uh, you know, but the thing is, though, is next week I could be listening to another band's whole discography, and I'll say the same thing about that band. Nickelback, probably. Yeah, again. Nickel. Well, I've already listened to Nickelback's <laughs> discography. <laughs> Actually, all those yeah. Ween CDs were Nickelback CDs in disguise. <laughs> I fooled you. <laughs> Uh, you gotta, they're like contraband. Yeah. <laughs> ween, ween covers. Because I don't want people to know how much uh, I am into Nickelback, you know? <laughs> so I just cover them with Ween. They look in your car and they're like, oh, this dude's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. How do I know that that's not a bunch of Ween album covers wrapped around Nickelback CDs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're not fooling anyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yes. Uh, there's only, there's one song, one song by Ween, though, that made me, and this is going to sound either really, really smart or really, really stupid. <laughs> I haven't decided yet, but I'm going to let you be the judge of that one, Eric. Okay. <laughs> one song led me to believe such a, such a, uh, a statement that Ween, okay. well, I guess they were. Because I don't, I don't know if Ween even exists. Ween doesn't really exist anymore, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, the one guy just, like, up and quit one day. Yeah. Well, but then I heard that they got back together after that. Yeah, well, they got... To do some shows. They Yeah, they did some shows, but they haven't put out anything new since uh, La Cucaracha, which was the album that followed oh. up Quebec. Um, right. I mean, they, they put out some live albums. But... One song, mm -hmm. one song in this band's entire okay. discography led me to believe this. Um, and it is Don't Get Too Close to My Fantasy off Pure Guava. Uh, that song is sick as fuck. It is. It's, it really um, is amazing. I was just like, when I was listening to that, I was like, there is no other band that could reach this level of just holiness. It, it, musically like no other band could do that like and, and it's so stupid too i mean it's it like is. it's on is that one on uh pure guava that's that's no. pure guava yes yeah <clears throat> and, and so i would say in my opinion that might be the record where they started trying a little bit I would say so. I, I would say I would say like Satan has a moment. It's 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 funny it's funny to put it that way because you're talking about the same album that has Hey Fat Boy Asshole on it. And it's like Yeah. And, and sure. also has um Loving You Through It All, which is a beautiful oh, acoustic God. song. It's a great song. But I love the way that they just purposely mess up the dueling 
vocal tracks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. And it's so funny, though, because just like you were saying, it might be very stupid, but it might be very smart. Yeah. Like, there's the Velvet Underground song. Oh, shit. Let me try to think of it. Um, I'm not going to be able to remember it, but they they do the exact same thing. They have this moment where they sang the wrong words together, <laughs> and they just left it. But it's, like, really cool because you feel like they must have felt something was so good about that take that they decided it worked or that they needed to keep it. Or they didn't care, and they were just like, we're just getting this idea out there. It doesn't have to be the, the Beatles. Like, we're not trying to be the Beatles. Right. Or whatever. Right. And so, Ween, I'm sure, knows that. I think it's called, the song is I've Got a, I've got a Reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the song. And uh, I'm sure that they're familiar with that song. So, it could be a reference. Chances are they're just loaded and they screwed up singing the part and yeah. left it. Yeah. Like, that's, I think that's why Wayne works, is because there's this dichotomy of stupid and really smart. Yeah. And they're totally self aware of it, you know? And it, they could be novel, they could just be straight novelty music. Like, I don't know. Like, they might be giants. I, I hate saying they're just novelty, but, I mean, come on. Pretty much. They don't let the darkness in like Ween does. Especially, like Ween, especially you, at this you point. You really get the sense that they're messed up yeah. as people. Yes, absolutely. And especially, <laughs> you know? especially at this point, um, they might be giants. I would definitely consider a novelty act. I mean, uh, I mean uh, but, you know, it's like that's not really, at least... For me, for me, that's not really necessarily a bad thing because they're they're making no. a career of doing children's records and stuff now, right. you know. And they're uh, not weird owl. I mean, they have some teeth. But there's a little bit of coolness to it, you know. It's not just a joke. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, there's the element of fun and just novelty, and you know, there's this element of just goofing off. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, I sense that they were goofing off. Even when it sounds like they're having fun, it's still kind of like they're really actually trying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of sad, too. Well, there's an interview with um, where one of them, I don't remember if it was Dean or if it was Gene. That's another thing I love about Ween is their names. Yeah. Uh, but um, one, of them, one of them said that, like... Uh, uh, there was it was an interview in like CMJ magazine or something where they were just like, how do you mm-hmm. respond to people pretty much calling you guys like, like uh, like the Jerky Boys of music or something like you guys are just pranksters <laughs> or whatever you know, and uh, they were just yeah. like, oh I'm so sick of that like we're you know we take our music so serious you know and this was when like this was I think this was like right when that country album came out and so like oh, hell yeah. for them to like say that and then have a song like you know fluffy or piss up a rope uh sure. it's just so funny it's the thing about okay and then like one thing that came to mind too about actually speaking of 12 golden country greats is yeah. 
Speaking of novelty, I'm glad you brought that up because it actually, uh, when 12 Golden Country Greats was um, going through my CD player in the van, um, I started thinking that is also an incredible record. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually like described it in my mind while I was like driving um, that. 12 Golden Country Greats perfectly blurred the line between, like, a novelty act and just straight-up serious country musicians. You know, or even even just, like, serious musicians. Serious songwriters. Um, You can't really say that 12 Golden Country Greats is just a novelty record because the songs are just too good to be that but right. at at, yeah. at the same Sorry, time you got songs like you know uh like i said fluffy piss up a rope uh what's that uh bit of a babu bit of a babu bit of a babu ba <laughs> mr richard, richard smoker you're Hate crime, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's completely <laughs> insane. Like the stuff that. But, like, yeah, I kind of feel like with that country record, I think I can't obviously put myself in their heads or even pretend to know. But it always seemed to me like that they knew they were writing good songs, and they wanted those songs to be sort of like free to be heard as good songs. Mm-hmm. But if they played their instruments right and produced it to sound good, everyone would call them a bunch of sellouts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was sort of a way to say, we write really good songs. We want those songs to be free to come through without all the goofing off and all the noise and everything. How are we going to do that without everyone thinking that we've totally changed as a band? And so they just went to the extreme and made it like beyond professional, you know? Yeah. Because no one could really say like, oh, you guys sold out. It's like, hell no. They made a real Nashville country record. Like, that's so stupid. Like, it's beyond stupid. And so they kept that kind of stupid cred while getting to put these really great songs out there, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. And it's not like Ween had... Uh, you know, like, had a distance from country anyway. I mean, like, Drifter in the Dark off of Chocolate mm-hmm. and Cheese kind of hinted at, yeah. you know, something like that anyway. Kind of like a country, even like <laughs> Winos Tardes Amigos. <laughs> like there's another another hate crime. Another hate crime. There's There's so many things. I say this about so much stuff. There's so many things that bands like Ween have put out. So many programs that just... I I would love and hate at the same time to see the reaction from everybody if they came out today. You know? Right. It's so, like... It's so interesting, the things that people were able to get away with but anyway that's a whole nother conversation topic for another time it's a good conversation maybe we should have that conversation on the next podcast we totally should the the idea of what would get you canceled now versus in the past 
Well, but also versus what what kind of people does it actually affect? Well, and I mean we can save this, but I would I would say that Ween could probably put out whatever the hell they wanted, and no one's really gonna care. Yeah, they're not gonna. No one's gonna shut them down, and you know, like I mean, just short of actually committing a hate crime, like actually saying things that are illegal to say essentially or whatever but i i mean just short of that like if you ever listen to the moist boys their other project oh yeah yeah i mean holy shit man Mm. they're just trying they're just trying to like get in trouble absolutely maybe that's part of it if someone's trying to get in trouble maybe no one cares you know (laughs) that's like a serious artist that um that whole project is so ridiculous. The Moist Boys, like, uh, yeah. There is some. Um, there's like this one song because uh, the singer is like trying to sound like a demented version of like Lemmy or something. Uh, right. Is basically how I would describe it, but the lyrics are like so in just like stupid. Like, I, there's like one song off of one of the albums. That's like, mm-hmm. I thought I saw some human heads growing on my trees. <laughs> you know, just like really, really dumb stuff. Like, but then, yeah, I, I do remember hearing a couple of songs where there was definitely some, some uh, uh, offensive, like just purposely yeah. offensive stuff. I think right. even, I mean, even Ween was kind of flirting with that a little bit too, you know, like. I think so. With some of the, especially some of the stuff off the pod, like that song, uh, Polo Asada, where they're just ordering Mexican food. But the thing is, I bet that that's based on real experience because um, the, I believe that they both, when they were recording that record, they actually uh, were, one of them was a manager at a Del Taco or something and like so i don't know maybe they actually had some experiences that are just kind of yeah that were just kind of that ridiculous i'm sure that that's what inspired that you know what i mean like sure yeah i think yeah i think they probably have had experiences with all the things that they've talked about that are that they present in an offensive way yeah like so let me preface this next thing I'm going to say by saying, so that Spotify wrapped thing, everyone that sort of came out today. Yeah. I was so glad that one of my top songs was not Reggae Junkie Jew by Ween. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably listen to that shit, I don't once every two weeks, if not once Such a week. Such a, oh my God. It's, it's so terrible. But like. I, I, I haven't come across another song that almost blows up every speaker system I've ever had. <laughs> and it's just my, it's my favorite sound, trying to blow up but, my own st- stereo. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan. Yeah, that, that is. But I'm sure they had some experience with someone in their lives. Because if you listen to the words, yeah, it's yeah. very much like someone came along and st- like started hanging out with one of their friends and then now their friend doesn't hang out with them as much and they're jealous. And they're mad at this person. And so they go after them for very 
obvious, I don't know, characteristics. They're probably considering them faults within the narrative of the song. Yeah. But, like very obvious characteristics that this person has. So that's like a real experience, but they're purposefully finding a way to be offensive about it. You know? I kind of... I'm sure that's how they are with tons of songs. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder if that song may be about, like, just, like, a white person who, uh, you know, was just acting like they're, you know, like a, like a Rastafarian or something. You know what Oh, I mean? sure. Well, and that's the thing in, like, the 90s or whenever that came out. I mean, that was some pretty prevalent shit, you mm-hmm. know, that you would have someone in your life that had dreadlocks and uh, was trying to act Rastafarian even though they're white and blah, blah, blah. You know, right, like, right. And even, I don't know. It, so I'm sure that a lot of it's based in reality, but it, it's still purposefully offensive. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a lot of their stuff. You fucked up! You know? <laughs> Just opening up a record with that is just the most insane thing that I can think of, you know? It's it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's it's just strap on that jammy. That's another thing. That band has like (laughs) the best opening tracks ever. I mean, like, at least in my opinion. What's the what's the chocolate and cheese though the voodoo no lady? no the opening track is take me away oh, you know i used to hate that song but <laughs> it's super fun well it's just it like... wasn't until i sang along with it with it in my own Tom yeah, Jones yeah, yeah. voice where i was like oh shit i get it well i, I just... get why this was so fun to me like it just <laughs> sounds like a really bad karaoke song or something you know like or just something being played yeah. at, like, some bar. You know, like, some really bad bar band that you just walk in. Oh, I have closed the bar to that song, singing that song more times than I want to admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It, it's crazy. But then also, like, that cover of Dancing in the Show Tonight on The Mollusk. Yeah, that so, is... I mean, oh, man, the to, mollusk. to me, so that's good. such... A, and then I'm Holding You... I just, I love the lyrics to that because it's like, mm-hmm. most of it's serious, you know, like, or serious, as serious Hello? as like a, as serious as an old country western song, you know, like, I'm climbing the walls so we're good and evil, make them, man. like, that really sounds like something that you would... I think the phone's cutting out. What? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? No, oh, it's like sonar. Can you hear me now? Eric? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> Hello? Uh, well, I can't hear you. Oh, um, weird. You probably really don't want to hear that anyway. So for all of you uh, <laughs> so for all of you out there who uh, you know, you're kind of trying to figure out this time lapse cuz I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to edit. <laughs> Uh, I'm just too lazy. Like I said, this is lo-fi podcasting. We just had an incident where Eric couldn't hear me. So I guess we kind of figured out maybe it's your earpods that you were using. Yeah. Like, maybe that's... They, they kind of suck. I hate them. Sure. So but I won't do that again. 
<laughs> but <laughs> oh, that's fine. But that that's so weird though. We've been talking for fifty two minutes, and uh, yeah, it just now happened. Like, what's going on? I don't uh, know. But anyway, um, yeah. so for the uh, we left off where I was singing anyway. That maybe that was just like. I don't know, maybe people were listening in and they were just like, you know what, this is where we just need to cut this shit off. This is really offending me. <laughs> you know. People from the future uh, yeah. affected <laughs> by AirPods. Time travelers. Time travelers. Like, um, like we're, we can time travel and we got to decide what to use it for. It's got to be really important. Yeah. I think we should just kill this podcast. <laughs> These two earthlings are talking about Ween. Quick, do something. <laughs> Again, they're yeah. always talking about they're Ween. Talking, yeah. All they're talking about, this guy actually has their old discography. Yeah, yeah, we need to eliminate them all. Um, that, that's going to be the true end. Uh, you know, yeah, right. People who don't like we- The anti-weeners. The anti- oh, wow. That, I think those are called Puritan. That totally did not come out the way that I intended, but I guess I'm not opposed to the way it did. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. in conclusion, uh, Ween, uh, you know, they're the best rock band that ever existed. Well, if they're rock. To me, they're rock. Uh, well, at least on a few songs. Uh, but Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But like I said, probably um, yeah. I'm going to change my mind as soon as I hear another band. Yeah, as soon as I stop listening to exclusively Ween, I'll start thinking that <laughs> I'll start thinking that other bands are good too. <laughs> right. That's just how the mind works. Uh <laughs> Anything else uh anything else interesting uh that you can think of here, Eric? Hmm, to talk about? To uh, talk about, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't that... know. I wish I could remember what I listened to, but I don't. I don't know what I listened to. You didn't. You I, didn't... I listened to a lot of garbage. Like, a re- not the band. Like, <laughs> a lot of actual trash music. Uh, when you said garbage, that's exactly what I was, I was like. That, uh, what's that? I mean, I'm, I'm only I happy only like the Butch Big remix of that House of Pain. Uh, Booyah Tribe song, anyway. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know, <laughs> that. Um, I don't know if that happened. That um, it should. <laughs> no, the actual trash, unlistenable garbage music. That's that's what I listen to. And so, I so don't you did know you, why. You did take on that Nickelback suggestion then. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of wish I would have. I I need some music that has like at least maybe a drum in it or like, i don't know any assemblage of uh, melody or i don't know man i just listen to a lot of nonsense anymore it seems like so so i guess i should probably clarify because that episode that uh i was going to that was originally going to be the fourth episode that ended up not being is where mm-hmm. we actually like talked about the whole nickelback thing so no one knows what the hell we're talking about or was about. it well i don't know was it but then like okay i'm trying to no think. i brought it up after that too I'm, so. yeah but like did i don't think you brought it up on the milk sprite episode though so like nobody would like there must have been like two episodes or something that this is weird um 
Because I, I have a memory of like, of me, like, and I totally did. I seriously forgot about the whole Nickelback thing. And I must have been doing it. I don't even know why. I don't even have proof because I'm pretty sure that it's that episode, like, is, well, I might have actually put it on uh, a flash drive. In fact, I'm oh. sure that that's probably what happened. Well, maybe you'll just have to dig through it, even though the sound yeah, quality is terrible. But I have, like... Maybe like, you could just excerpt that uh, that section. Well, I have, like, a memory of, like, <laughs> now that you brought it up, or since you brought it up, that um, on the unaired episode, I do have the memory of the nickel, of, of, the, of me saying that. And then, yeah. like, then you uh, uh, making fun of me <laughs> for saying it. <laughs> and then, like, okay, so... Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to clarify, because I don't remember if this was brought up on the Milk Spread episode or not, but if it is, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. But uh, basically, like, what happened is apparently I recommended for some reason on an unaired episode that you guys should all check out the Nickelback discography. <laughs> and I still don't know, like, what the... I no. don't... I have... What happened was you were... We were talking about like underrated things or things that you should be willing to try, even though you you've heard it's bad or something. And all you said was, "I heard that Nickelback's uh, some of Nickelback's songs that aren't the hits aren't that bad." That's all it was. It was a statement like so little you weren't even standing by it. <laughs> but wait a minute, though. Like, and then I decided to be a jerk about it oh, <laughs> oh so you you jerk <laughs> like, yeah, you weren't really promoting Nick. okay all right because i started to actually get worried for my life <laughs> for a second there uh with that being said though i probably will keep making fun <laughs> just well, that's okay we can keep making references to it on every episode now Maybe yeah, and milk sprite. Maybe we should. Yeah, milk sprite definitely. That's. I actually considered thinking. I, I was actually gonna ask you about maybe changing the name of the podcast to Milk Sprite. Milk well, Sprite podcast. <laughs> as long as we don't use the sprite kind of like logo or font, I think we'll be okay. Well, is a, is a, a word that exists outside of that. Well, it's not like we're calling it Pepsi. But <laughs> yeah, milk like, Pepsi. Sprite is a real thing. So, you know, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a real thing. It's like a fairy, sort of. <laughs> milk, milk Coke. Uh, <laughs> starts... That's a whole different kind of thing. <laughs> milk Coke. It's the color white. Um, but um, anyway, uh, <laughs> like, uh, well, okay, but then I thought about it. Like, I don't know. Like, well, okay. Do you even know? Do you know what accelerative thrust is? Like, do you know? Do you have any idea? Uh, like, have you ever heard that term before? No, I assumed it had something to do with like airplanes or cars. <laughs> you would think that, uh, but um, I was really obsessed for a little while with that book. Future Shock by Alvin Toffler. Uh -huh. yeah. Are you, you familiar with that one? Yeah. That, I, I actually read it, like, I don't know, probably when I was, like, in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I don't know. For some reason, I found it fascinating then. I'm sure that if I read it again, I would find it fascinating again. But I just haven't mm-hmm. read it. But there for a while, I just remember um, it was curious because every time you went into a thrift store, you'd, I'd, you'd always find oh, yeah. a copy of it. And, for um, sure. And I remember there were, like, different colors. Like, I always liked mm-hmm. I always liked the, you know, how there was a pink one, there was a blue one, yeah. and a white one. I actually, I started to collect them a little bit, you nice. know. Uh, I, I, since then, have gotten rid of them. I, mm. you know, I'm not sure what happened. But anyway, in that book, <clears throat> there's, he talks about this thing called the accelerative thrust. And mm. it's actually spelled with an E at the end. And mm-hmm. basically what he's, what his description is, and I have a horrible memory, you know, like of, going i can't go into detail but one part of it that stuck with me is that the accelerative thrust is the rate of change in a culture oh so the accelerative thrust i like that term enough that i decided i was going to adopt it for the name of like Mm -hmm. everything that i did like uh, uh, more stuff that i didn't do (laughs) but um you know like like, I was going to start a record label called that. I did a zine, like one issue of a zine, which I'm not proud of. Um, oh. But uh, uh, I did one issue of a zine, and, you know, like, and then I thought, well, when it, when when I started to do my YouTube channel, I was like, oh, I'll just call it Accelerative Thrust. But then I decided I didn't really like it for the YouTube channel, but I liked it for the podcast. So anyway, Mm. that's what the accelerative thrust is. Gotcha. And that's actually the first time that I've ever really clarified that. Like, nobody's, like, asked me, what does that mean? (laughs) I guess they just, (laughs) they thought maybe I was just, that's another one of those Dan terms. He's just throwing letters together, you know, accelerative thrust. I just thought it was some technical uh, term for... You know, some kind of velocity in a, I don't know, a vehicle or something. I, I don't know. I just. That's yeah. what it, that's what it sounds like because, you know, you think of thrust, you know, like. Yeah. But no, it's, it's like the speed of change. And mm. also I kind of thought that that, that's interesting because the word culture is in it. In the definition mm-hmm. culture, of course, anytime you're doing stuff like this, you're in one way or another contributing to culture whether it's in a big way or a small way you know yeah and so i don't know i it's always it's always it's a term that's always stuck with me but then like i changed the name of my youtube channel to dan the ruler Mm -hmm. because that's like my performing name for now i'll probably Mm -hmm. change that i'm probably going to keep changing what i perform my you know music under like my solo stuff I kind of yeah. I kind of like the idea of not not keeping one name every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad idea, but you know, sometimes bad. Know, it works for some people. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably what what's going to happen there, but um anyway, so yeah, just uh, that way you're more familiar with what gotcha. what the concept behind accelerative thrust is. You know. Yeah, we need to start Changing some culture, then. Yeah, dude. How, how are we going to do that? Maybe we should change what we, it. What are we going to talk about? Maybe we maybe should... we should reach out to people. They've listened to maybe a few episodes and just see if they have ideas. Like, what have they enjoyed uh, hearing us talk about? Like, yeah. ween or or food. 
That's that's uh, pretty much the two things. Milk, milk sprite, or <laughs> or the Ramones. Yeah, yeah, we do talk about the Ramones sometimes too. We, we've we, so far we have. I have a feeling we're going to talk about other other bands though eventually. Yeah. You know, you That'd know what I think would you know what I think would be interesting is um, What's that? maybe talking a little bit. I I like the idea of talking about what would get canceled. I think we should do that next mm-hmm. episode. Cool. Uh, for sure. Um, but maybe we should also talk, because we talk a little bit about Muscatine and whatnot. Maybe we could mm-hmm. do an episode where we talk a little bit about uh, the, basically like um, our histories in the music scene. You know, like, because okay. we kind yeah. of, we, we both, we come from different eras, but we also, we also, you know, like, I mean, I was going to a lot of the same shows you were going to, even though, mm-hmm. you know, we were definitely like different. There's a difference in age, but mm-hmm. we could talk about the first time we met each other, too, because I remember the first time I met you. Uh, we will have to go over that because I and don't take this personally. Uh, <laughs> I don't. But it's, it's because I honestly, I remember very little of my life. <laughs> sure, sure. No, no, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's... That's, I don't know what happened uh, to my brain. I mean, I have some ideas about what I might have done to my brain, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it just doesn't work very well anymore. So, um, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. That cool. sounds cool. Yeah, we should totally, totally go over that. But, yeah, um, I think that right now, though, uh, it, let's see, it's already been about an hour and six minutes. I want to try and keep the episodes, uh, you know, pretty much no longer than like i don't know 70 minutes you yeah know what I mean? sure. even like e- even if we could get down to like less than an hour like mm-hmm. 45 minutes to an hour yeah. so i think this will be the ending point for this episode cool and then we'll and feel free to cut out you know almost everything i've said i mean <laughs> I, I, I think it can only be better wouldn't so. that be fun? Be so fun. like the episode is just me talking but like i'm responding i'm responding uh, to yeah. you no i listen to that like that i'm, re- I'm responding to you i'm like yeah eric yeah you know like but like i cut everything out that you say oh i love i'd love to hear it so the show has be, been. It would be so much better. The show has been called. Uh, the show has been changed to da- Accelerative Thrust with Dan and Eric with a line crossed through Eric's name. Yeah. <laughs> Dan and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, that, yeah, that's I think a, I got you got a winner. That's there. a great suggestion. I'm just like talking. <laughs> it would be like that. Um, Garfield minus Garfield. Exactly. Like, yeah. I actually love those too. Where uh, I do too. John's just talking to himself. <laughs> like, it's it's so much like smarter and more poignant and uh, just poetic that way. Yeah, really. I don't is. know. I think maybe that I think we're on to something. <laughs> like, so this will be like you just you just call me. I'll talk, knowing damn well that no one will ever <laughs> hear what I say. And it it'll be perfect. That sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a great plan. And with, <laughs> with that all out of the way, uh, I believe that uh, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>